Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show that's brought to you along with Levi Solicitors, who will offer you a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. World Cup Diary today. Dan here, along with Michael and Rob. World Cup is chugging along quite nicely. Got going a bit, hasn't it? It is. It's more exciting. Well, we'll get into all that in a second. There's another World Cup going on at the minute. The Butter World Cup. World Butter Cup. That's been electric from the start. Yeah, I think everyone will agree. I, try and explain it to anybody who's not a member that you get these as bonus podcasts and we're, we're putting these episodes out the same day as the actual... We're following the tournament structure, is what I'm saying, of the actual World Cup, but... With Leeds players representing the same federations as are represented in the tournament, so example, you're a South American where you have a South American team, European where you're a European team, that sort of thing, but the Leeds players are completely randomly drawn from anyone born from 1950, was it? I can't remember the cut-off. Yeah. It, it was so we had a vague chance of having heard of them anyway. Um, and they've been drawn against each other completely randomly. So, head, for example... Head to head. Yeah. For example, Richard Jobson is representing England. Correct. Not, not necessarily England's finest player, but he did play for Leeds and he was English. Yeah, and you can't cheat the draw, can you? He came out of the draw for England, so so that is that. And it's questions such as, Michael. Uh, well, I've, I've actually got... This is... Oh, this is... This is um, secret, because this is, this is further on in the tournament. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But um, who would who'd eat the most Yorkshire puddings? Yeah. Um, who would nurse a sickly penguin back to full health? Yeah. Who'd be excited by DFS sale? Yep. So all, all sorts of things like that. It's a, it's a treat for you. It's available for members. If you want to get a membership, the squareball.net forward slash plus uh, bonus podcasts such as that really high brow stuff, mm. isn't it? And not only that, but the big sell here is that we've had Johnny Buchan, Adam Pope and Phil Hay all in lowering themselves <laughs> to our absolute <laughs> nonsense. But they secretly they love it because they've got to be grown up in their jobs. We don't have to be. I think Popey came alive yeah. during it. Yeah, he really did. People like have, have been like big hot reactions to Popey doing it. His new broadcasts on BBC are going to be quite a different vibe. <laughs> Poisoned him. Anyway, to the World Cup itself proper. And we are now recording Monday lunchtime. So yesterday was the England game. So we're halfway through the uh, the last 16 knockouts as it is. Rewinding to where we were, because it's all quite tightly packed together. We saw the conclusion of the group games. It got quite fun towards the end of the groups, didn't it? Yeah, I think... I've gone in waves of this World Cup. I started off thinking it was pretty crap and then it got interesting and then a couple of a bit of a lull again and then England played and won and that's fun that's fun again. But yeah, I thought the conclusions of the groups were great. Those bits where it was going to go down to how many bookings a team maybe had and then that brief moment when both Spain and Germany were going out and you thought it looked like 
Costa Rica were going to end up knocking Spain and Germany out. It was, was that uh, the happiest minute of your life, etc.? Hey, very good. I mean, I nothing against Spain or Germany, really, but uh, but it's just fun to see. It's just fun to see someone else struggle, isn't it? And yeah. Seeing Luis Suarez in tears was nice as well because he sort of did his usual bastardry of mm. playing quite well and seeming like he was involved in both goals, wasn't he? And then he gets taken off and it's like, oh, he's done it again. And then it was a late goal in the other game, wasn't it? I can't remember what group it was now. But uh, yeah, just seeing him hiding his face in tears yet again, like he always <laughs> seems to end up doing. They were completely on brand as well with Uruguay going out. It was great. Yeah. Like, grabbing the referee... <laughs> Pushing and shoving. Was it Cavani shoved over the VAR monitor and stuff? <laughs> Brilliant. You don't want you don't want to see him team going out meekly, do you? No, exactly. You, you want to see fireworks, don't you? You want to see anger and so visible demonstrations fun. of it that lead to uh, <laughs> subsequent punishment. Uh, so into the last sixteen, we've seen the Netherlands knock out the United States, which means that all our boys are um, are home now or coming home. Tyler and Brendan are Calvin. Out. All our boys, <laughs> the ones that we they're de- they're definitely belong to us now. But yeah. yeah, yeah, Calvin is the last remaining torchbearer for us, isn't he? Uh, yeah, but I mean, as well as Rodrigo de Paul, obviously, of course. Yeah, he's not that like good, is he? Rafinha, you know, he's, not, he's been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely dodged the bullet. Do you, there. do you still want him or not? I think I almost feel like it's one of those things where it needs to happen just so I can get it out of my system. No, yeah. I'm, I'm 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 not asked either. Just way, get just get tweeting him again, seeing how he is. Yeah. He's Messi's bodyguard, though. There's a thing on The Athletic that Phil Hay, I think, mischievously retweeted this morning, actually, about um, about how he's Messi's mate. That's it. And whatever. Don't care. <laughs> don't care. Not, pretend, no, pretend, don't tweet me anymore. Pretend you don't care. Yes. So, last 16, Netherlands 3, USA 1. In fairness, they made relatively light work of the Americans, didn't they, in the end? Well, America were quite good, but they're, that striker of theirs is awful. I mean, he scored. <laughs> a brilliant finish. Keown was trying to do him a favour wasn't he going I've never seen a finish like that it's like yes that's because it was a complete accident Martin <laughs> I think it was I thought it was, it was no a good... there's not a fucking chance he, he went, went he went to get a touch on it and he got a touch on it and it happened to go in is that yeah. the, the finest thing have you seen any of his other touches yeah fair there's point not a chance was, he meant that. it was him that took it around the keeper wasn't it but yeah. it was a massive heavy touch yeah took it even, about 30 yards around him yeah even the commentator was like he's got to score here and you think but he's, no he's not going <laughs> there yeah that's but true. No, I thought but Tyler's had a good World Cup hasn't he he's yeah. been probably their best player I say in a completely unbiased manner. And I'd say the second best has been Brendan Aronson. <laughs> what, Eddie, makes you think, what makes you think that, Michael? Eddie Lewis was the third best. <laughs> Robbie Rogers, the fourth. Yeah. Etc. I mean, I mean, I think from a purely selfish Leeds United point of view, if you're going to go out, get it out of the way nice and early so you can have a rest then come back fighting fit for, for Man City because we're going to need it. Although uh, Tyler's getting a rest for that one anyway, isn't he? Oh, of course. Mm. He's suspended, isn't he? But even just getting him out of the tournament early just to stop people talking about him is yeah. nice, I think. Yeah. yeah, stop looking at him, everyone. <laughs> He's ours. Uh, yeah, I thought, I mean, the Dutch, they did, they picked him off, didn't they? was about the the fairest way to describe it. They just sat in, bided their time, let the USA do the running and then just, well, went in. It's a little bit like what England did with Senegal, really, although mm-hmm. England were less convincing. But we'll, we'll come, on, come on to that game in a minute. I missed the, um, the Argentina-Australia game. That was 2-1 to Argentina because uh, I was at the cinema. I also missed this. <laughs> it was good fun, this game. Watched it in the pub. It was uh, messy, scored a nice goal, played well. Australia's goalkeeper did a daft thing and just got tackled by Argentina's striker and let a goal in. And then Australia pulled a goal back. They had a massive chance at the end where they could have equalised. It was a good World Cup game, that. Good. Yeah. I was uh, watching that um, Black Panther film. Any w- good? Wakanda Forever. Did fall asleep partway through it. Okay. Pa- apparently was snoring in the cinema. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. God, I've got to rest your eyes, haven't you? When you've uh, when you've got kids, a little dad nap in a comfy chair because I've got those really rec- uh, comfortable mm. reclining chairs now. So I just reclined it, 
just I felt my eyes going. So I thought, just take your earplugs. Uh, I didn't. It's a bit loud. Cinema as a cinema. I've always found. Oh, I can, I can I can sleep anywhere. I'm <laughs> a, I'm, a, I'm a good sleeper. If you like, you sleep in an airport. You know, if your flight's been delayed. I can never sleep anywhere. No, terrible at it. Oh, why? I don't know. Just I, I need complete silence and dark and to be laid flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sleeping in a chair is just it doesn't do it for me. Tapping into the old Dennis Nielsen vibes. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, 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 no. France three, Poland one. Should we talk about that? Uh, yeah, I thought I think we can beat France. Was what I concluded from watching mm. this. Uh, yeah, I'm sort of cautiously optimistic about it. Then you do see Mbappe score. Was it his second mm. goal? Oh God, he's really good, isn't he? It, he he knew he knew he was going to score that from the minute it came to his mm. feet, and he's like, I'm just going to cut inside, stop here, and I'm just going to unleash one dead powerful into that side of the net. And when you see, and there's nothing you can do when you see Stones and Maguire the way start they started the mm. Senegal game. You do think, ah. That could be a bit scary, actually. Yeah, possibly. But they all look amazing. I, I, still, I don't think anyone's looked amazing in this no. whole this whole tournament. But I mean, the other France side and Brazil and England have all looked fine. The other side of that I was going to say was um, France are not particularly aggressive in the press, are they? Like where Senegal went to get after England in the early stages of that, and England didn't know how to play through them. Like it, it's actually it was really reminiscent that early stage of what we've seen from Leeds at times this season when teams have um, have done that to us and cut out the lines through midfield. And the centre-backs didn't really know what to, to do to combat that. Yeah, the Stones and Maguire were getting a bit urente when the keeper's playing it short to them and they're looking out. Pinging it. Going, oh, no. <laughs> and then there were Declan Rice just kind of strolling around the middle, not really getting into any space, but it clicked into gear, didn't it? Yeah, and they kind of just sat and waited for that, that moment to occur. It did get a little bit hairy before that, didn't it? Like, Senegal had a couple of good chances. Pickford made a really good save, didn't he, with his yeah. um, strong strong left hand. Yeah. His little left hand. <laughs> <laughs> stuck out to the side but no he, he did well in that and um, did we break Mendy or was he rubbish before because he nearly let let one in in this didn't he that was yeah. Kane's one from distance and he seems to be terrible mm. now seems to be his that seems to be his new thing after being voted the best goalkeeper in the world and Chelsea fans loving him everyone's decided he's complete shit now because yeah. Ke- Kepa's got back in hasn't he to the Chelsea mm. side a bit yeah. there was a story the other day that they want a new goal- goalkeeper <laughs> can't really trust Kepa to be a goalkeeper and they can't really trust Mendy with his feet or well, have they spent about 100 million on the pair of them I think so yeah something like that that's wild it's isn't not it? enough no they could, they could for another 100 million they might be able to get Melia but I think having just for England it just is clear that having good players is goes a hell of a long way because Foden dead good Kane dead good so I mean, uh, like, yeah, Bellingham, t- dead good. Take all them off, put some more good players it on. Just, it just makes a big difference having loads of good players in. That's what I said when I went to see Man City in the Champions League the other week. Like, you're just all good at football. <laughs> it's, it's nothing more simple than that. Like, mm. you know, tactically, you can do whatever you want, but if you've just got dead good footballers, they give you a chance, don't they? Yeah, and being able to bring some more on as well. Yeah, Whereas, so, I mean, the, 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 well, the depth of uh, the rather strength and like depth. Stuart Downing or someone who it would have been in years gone by. Well, the strength and depth on that England bench, you have to say, is pretty good, isn't it? Yes, yeah, strike, maybe strikers aside, there's not an obvious Kane replacement is the, is the yeah. only thing. So if he can stay fit, it's good, good for him to get his goal as well. to we'll get him going. And it, I, I quite look forward to the day he breaks Rooney's record as well because I don't particularly like having him being England's leading, leading goal scorer. I know it's petty, but it, I, do, I, do, I don't want him there. It's, it's interesting um, charting how I, you feel about England as this tournament unfolds and they start to make the progress. Because I think they'd lost a little bit of credit in the run-up to this because the performances in the Nations League and Southgate tinkering and I th- I've got a little bit more sympathy for him now about the... No, he's turned it around. <laughs> well, sort of, yeah, because 
it seems to be that he, he is gearing everything up for, for tournaments. And if you saw the back end of the Nations League, they didn't really take it all that seriously, did they? They used it as as you know practice for different tactics or a training exercise or whatever. And it's hard to really care about the Nations League, isn't it? We do seem to now just stroll through group stages and early knockout rounds, which is not something that England have done. Like in, Growing up, it was always that England would limp through a group stage and need something from the final game or you're relying on other results and stuff like that. And, and then you'd normally get someone fairly shit in the, not not to be unfair to Senegal, but someone you expect to beat in the second round and we'd limp past them in unspectacular fashion or we'd go out on pens or it just, we'd always make life difficult for ourselves. Whereas we do seem to just make quite light work of these things as we do qualification, which again was, I remember a couple of, a couple of tournaments of my youth where England just didn't qualify because we couldn't get our asses in gear for it. And yeah. that's, I don't feel like that's, going to happen again for a while with Southgate I think um, there's a stat about how many knockout games they won prior to Southgate there was like six in about 40 years or something and under Southgate they've won six knockout games mm, and yeah he's, yeah, you've got to judge him on tournaments haven't you I think um, I generally just ignore England between tournaments because it's yeah. horrible and it's boring and it just feels very pointless but yeah he makes qualification look relatively easy they've breezed through groups I think if you compare it to was it 2018 his first one when it was so Tense against like Colombia and things like that, and, but then you've the seen, you've seen progress from that point onwards. Yeah, massively. Yeah. And that 2018 World Cup, he was very pragmatic, and it was like five at the back, and it was all kind of based around set pieces. Whereas now it, it it's definitely developed, but yeah, it, it is very dreary in between. <laughs> I mean, there has been talk about letting England players off the leash, and it feels like they're gearing a little bit more towards that. And he seems to have found that sort of happy medium by having Henderson in there, which you would have perceived as a slightly negative mm. move beforehand. But he got forward and obviously scored in this um, game against Senegal. Will he be given the license to do that against France? Perhaps not so much, but mm. I think Bellingham transforms it as well because he does everything. I, I, know it's, <laughs> I know it's stating the obvious, but he's 19 years old. It's ludicrous, it, isn't it? Just absolutely terrifying. He's, and he's he, born in 2003. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> I remember, I remember 2003 just about. But it is, it's phenomenal, isn't it? And he was uh, he was 16 when he played in the 5-4 game that mm. we won at St Andrews when we beat Birmingham in that mad mad day. He scored the first goal in that, didn't he? And he was probably looking like one of the best players on the pitch even then. Yeah, I mean, we all laughed when Birmingham retired his shirt, but <laughs> no, fair play. <laughs> he, is, he is maybe our best ever player. It's, so, uh, yeah, we'll accept it now. It's getting difficult to sort of plot a route for Calvin back into the team because when I looked at the mm. starting line, I was thinking, oh, Henderson, get Calvin in and then he scores and then you just look at Bellingham who is doing everything brilliant. Yeah, I mean, Rice hasn't been brilliant, has he? He's kind of Southgate's guy though, isn't he? Yeah, probably. And he, he can be now. We're not, we're not quite so much in Calvin's corner. <laughs> yeah, I was saying before, like having a bit of sympathy for for Southgate is that yeah, yeah, you're right, Rob. You have to judge him on on the basis of of tournaments, and a lot of the stuff in between the tournaments isn't fun. And I think that's the the, the position of peace I've kind of arrived at now is that I can let all the shit stuff go and think, oh well, if England are shit, it turns out the shit, it's fine. It doesn't bother me. Like when we lost the Euro final to Italy, I was really really pissed off on the night. But then like next day, I was like, oh well. Yeah, I, I was, sort of I was the now. same. It didn't it didn't bother me for long. Yeah. I'd have celebrated if we'd have won, but it's a lot more healthy to be honest. As a relationship <laughs> yeah. with with sport goes that I can get I can watch a game, I can enjoy it, I can be happy when we win, and I can brush it aside if we lose. Are we are we saying we've matured? Only with England yeah. with Leeds and are terrible. It's awful. Wait till the city game then. <laughs> be to <being> petty children. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Losing to Leicester. I'm like three days later, I'm still thinking, fuck you out. <laughs> I don't even draw sometimes drawing like, like you can see the late equaliser even I be- hate this even beating Bournemouth I was a bit like fucking hell it's too much that <laughs> my head's gone 
<laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Maybe, but maybe the stress related to following Leeds is kind of informing your position on England as well. It's like, I can't have this, I can't feel that way about two things in my life. Mm. It's too much. Yeah, possibly so. But I, th- I think England should just try and win this, you know, because yeah. it's, it's probably Kane's last tournament, last World Cup in his peak, isn't it? Because he's, what is he, like 28, 29 or something now? So we've not had a striker as good as Kane for a while and there's not an obvious successor to him, is there? So, Are you talking down Patrick Bamford here? I think Patrick Bamford's the same age as Harry Kane, isn't he? Let me have a look. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> let's, let's, let's add not, some stats. Obviously, physically, he's a shattered old man, but he's... Kane, um, Kane turned 29 uh, at the back end of July, born in 1993, this mm. one. So he's 29. Yeah, Patrick Bamford is... This is me I think, live he's, I think he's also 29. Might be wrong. Patrick Bamford is... Duh, 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 also 29. He's, he's about a month and a half uh, younger. Oh, he's got time on his side then. Mm, than, that extra month and a half. Than Harry Kane. Yeah, I feel sorry for Bamford. I mean, we, we, we could probably segue straight into that now before we return to talking about the uh, the World Cup because he's injured again. I mean, you've put on the sheet here, Michael, making the notes. I think it was you, was it? Mm. No way, question mark. <laughs> and that's that. And that's what he's become. He's, he, he's, become he's become the foreshore joke, hasn't he? Yeah. He's never... He's always... A couple of weeks away, isn't he, Bamford, it feels like. And this again, they're saying it's only a minor thing. This surgeon's done we'll thousands tidy, of these. And not only that, it's, we'll, we'll just tidy that up and he's coming back, coming back from that. But then we'll just tidy that up because it's related to that. And then there's this that's related to that previous thing. I mean, and this is, he's only just gone for this surgery. So presumably this is something that's happened since the break because otherwise he would have had it done two weeks ago, wouldn't he? Yeah. Did you read the details though on the actual surgery? It's not, it's not as invasive as you might think it's a keyhole thing where you sort of sedated and they do it under local anaesthetic and it something to do with the way that the doctor and she performs this operation in like it's just like a very minor sort of cut and then stitch it up and you're back back on it pretty quickly so it doesn't sound like it's going to be anything that's going to detain him that much longer but you just fear for his general state don't you like mm. is he ever going to return to his his peak as you say now he's 29 now I mean, you're saying it won't, it won't next, keep next him... Next season starts and he's going to be 30. It won't keep him out for long. If you were putting money on when he'll play his next full 90, when would you be saying? <laughs> you're, looking, you're probably thinking, well, <laughs> well, maybe, they, maybe they give him a game at the end of the season or something like that, yeah. I don't know. You, it, you look at next season, don't you? It is the way the, the narrative around him this season has changed coming from the summer to now. It's like so different. Because in the summer it was, he's going to be back fit, he's going to be the number nine, we don't need anyone else, he's going to be the main guy, it's like the man for Jesse's system. And then very quickly he got injured, didn't he? Even if mm. it was just a little knock. But it was still Bamford, you know, we're going to be back fit, he's going to be scoring goals. And now it is kind of like quietly, oh yeah, we've gone to Spain, but Bamford's in Germany. Uh, should we not talk about this? <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, his last 90 was that that one all against Newcastle at the start of last season. A game in which he actually was injured, wasn't it? Because that was, I think that was when his injury problem started, was, was that game. I think he stayed on maybe when he potentially shouldn't have done in that game. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I've just hopped over on Wikipedia, further down his page, so that, that first season he played 22 games, scored nine goals, the championship 2018-19 season. Promotion season, he was there for the full season, played 45, scored his 16. And then he's had his, his purple patch in the Premier League 2021, played all 38 games, scored 17 goals. And then last season, nine. And this season, 10. Performances, not goals, to be clear. Yeah. Goals, not, not as many. 124 appearances over four and a half seasons at Leeds. Don't, mm. don't know what the average is out. Could work it out. 
Shall I try that? <laughs> because, I mean, it almost, the average almost doesn't matter. It's the last, yeah. it's the last year that is hmm. the problem. Yeah, he's not been fit since the end of the 2021 season. If only, if only someone would have said to them, maybe look at buying a striker in summer. Do you reckon the pennies dropped there? No. <laughs> you would surely think so. <laughs> Although, unless they're going to go, well, it's only two weeks. Yeah, but, but they've been guilty of that before, haven't they? You just hope that someone now says, look, whatever it takes, we bite the bullet. You know, because there's been a, that little rumour of Chris Wood doing the rounds, haven't they? Oh, like, really? I've not would, seen you, would, you not, would you not like take him on loan until the end of the season? <sighs> Playing devil's advocate here, I'm, I'm completely ambivalent about it because it's Chris Wood and meh. But uh, would you take him on loan until the end of the season? I mean, <laughs> I suppose maybe, but let's just try and buy someone better and yeah. who fits the system. Mm. But then there are also rumours about Mateus Cunha as well, who's at Atletico Madrid. Lots of talk from... He's from not really a striker though, is he? He's... Well, let's get another non-striking attacker then. <laughs> get, get Dan James back. Has he got a recall clause? Now then, Michael. Well, he's a striker. He did great play. for Wales, didn't he? Hmm. But what, what would you what would you say is a productive way to deal with the Bamford situation from this point onwards? Buy another striker. Pray that Rodrigo keeps scoring. <laughs> That's what I was saying to you before. I think my, my position on it is just mitigate against it now. Don't force him to become the focus of we need Bamford back we need Bamford mm-hmm. back just let him come back in his own sweet time if he, if he does make it back just take the pressure off him yeah I do really feel for him in that sense I think there has been a lot of expectation from within the club placed on him and I don't think that has been particularly healthy as a person with a very deep voice I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell B2B and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, buy someone else. And while we're at it, buy a left back because Furpo's injured again as well. Yes. That's another one. That's... <laughs> perpetual, he is perpetually injured. I remember us having arguments with Moscow about the use of the word perpetual on this. <laughs> was it about Furpo? <laughs> I can't remember. It might have been about Bamford. It was about one of them, I think. And he was dis- either, either Bamford or Forshaw, one of them. He said, I think he, said he wasn't Forshaw. perpetually injured because he keeps going back but then does a 
fresh injury. I think there was, it was splitting hairs over the semantics of the word perpetual, I think. Yeah. You know, he, he, he doesn't want to be wrong, does he? Yeah. <laughs> but he is, has he ever been fit he's, for any, any... He's injured a lot. Has he ever been fit for any sustained period of time? I, think, I don't think he's played more than six games since. I think at the start of this season, the most, he, the most games he'd managed without an injury was six. Yeah. When I looked at it. You looked at like the justification of kind of keeping faith with him as well was, well, if he gets a full pre-season, which he didn't have when he first joined, that might help him out. Immediately got injured in pre-season. You think, mm. well, winter break, he's got time to get back fit, get back into the groove of things, injured straight away. <laughs> so it doesn't look good and we need a dozen left-backs as far mm. as I'm concerned and some of them might turn out to be all right and maybe one for the under-21s might be good as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at his career stats. Again, flicking across that on Wikipedia. Great is this Wikipedia website. Have you tried it? What's, what's the address of it? It's He's amassed, according to this, like 133 appearances in his career and he's 26. It's not a right lot, is it? No. I think, is that less than Jude Bellingham? It's a very good question, actually. I mean, he's a bit of a freak, admittedly, but... And again, yeah. The, 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 yeah, you're talking about the, the logic for persisting with him there. I think we've got to a point now, potentially, and I don't, obviously we don't speak for all Leeds fans, but there is a general feeling that when he's injured, you think, well, hopefully this will make him address, you know, you're almost kind of in a roundabout way grateful for it because it'll make him address the left-back situation. Mm, that was almost the thing with um, Rodrigo at the start of the season when he dislocated his shoulder against Everton just before the transfer deadline and you sort of went ha you've got to do something now but then they kind of made a mess of all that didn't they? Yes. And, and, but it's not like we're waiting for Tony Dorigo to come back from injury either mm. like when he does get back he's still going to be junior fur that's what I meant yeah like there's almost a there's kind of a gratitude in the fact that he's not playing because they might go out and get somebody better potentially maybe but do you have any faith in that no <laughs> <laughs> we might get Lawrence Debock that's uh, almost a threat isn't it look you can't buy footballers because they'll all end up as Lawrence Debock uh, just returning to the World Cup and we'll pick up on the lead stuff in a minute. Japan or Croatia against Brazil, South Korea is the first quarterfinal. Uh, the remaining two, is it tonight, The uh, today and this afternoon, the remaining um, round of 16 fixtures. Is it today and tomorrow? I need to look at my calendar here. Today and tomorrow. Today and tomorrow. So Japan, Croatia get settled this afternoon. Brazil, Korea this evening. You'd expect on the balance of probabilities that that's Croatia versus Brazil, but you never know, do you? But I think you're looking at the potential quarter-final ties. You're looking at a potential Croatia-Brazil. Netherlands-Argentina has obviously been sorted out. Uh, you'd expect Spain to beat Morocco and you'd expect Portugal to beat Switzerland. Uh, I mean, there's some strong teams in that final eight. There's... Come on, Switzerland. Show me Ronaldo crying. Yes. That's that's one of the main things to enjoy from, from major tournaments is Ronaldo being upset. Particularly because you'd expect it to be his last World Cup. Yeah, although I still probably insist on being there for future ones. He's a, weird, he's a, he's a weirdo. He'll do a Gianluca Festa. He'll just pop up on the bench <laughs> telling the manager what to do. Got basically got a puppet coach in there while Ronaldo's pulling the strings. Yeah. You could expect it. Yeah, you could expect him to storm into the Portuguese FA and demand it. Like, that's the expected, that's the acceptable thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like a consultant. Or didn't, yeah. didn't England do it with Beckham once where they just took him along to sort of sit on the bench and be like, like a cheer, oh look, yeah. David Beckham's here. But, but Ronaldo will be stood at the front of the dugout sort of barking instru- instructions. But it is, it's shaping up into being a good tournament if you can divorce yourself from all the other stuff that's surrounding this particular tournament. But then again, with a 200 odd billion budget, I mean, like for, in terms of infrastructure and transport and stuff like that, it was always going to be good, wasn't it? The thing is, it, it's just, it's the f- games that are good. Yeah. It could be a stadium bloody anywhere. They could 
this tournament could be in any country and it would be better than Qatar probably in terms of the atmosphere around it and still seeing empty seats is kind of disheartening yeah because it's it's just a shame because you know there are hundreds of countries where every ground would have been full for every game so it's a it's a kind of a shame that the you know you're getting you get into the knockout stages of World Cup and there's still a lot of empty seats there like 2026 will be great won't it yeah it should be because you can have Canada has obviously never hosted it before, mm. so there's going to be huge interest there. Mexico's had great, bunch, great team Canada as well, I've always said so. <laughs> Big fan, aren't you? Yeah. Um, Mexico, you know, is going to be good from previous experience. It's a footballing hotbed. States will be good as well because it's been since 1994. It's not been there and it's a growing sport. So you'd expect those stadiums to all be full. Levi Stadium's going to be one of them, isn't it? Is that right? Our Kissing Cousins, yeah, the 49ers are hosting at least, at least one game, I think. So they've got Leeds merch that they're selling at the stadium now, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I th- I mean, I'm actually um, looking forward to England-France next Saturday. I think, if anything, just to see England against a good team, mm. try to see if they're any good or not. But also, I think Leeds City Centre is going to be an intriguing place because there's the football and then there is Josh Warrington fighting at Leeds Arena that night. So it could be... Um... Me and a couple of my mates from school, had, we'd pencilled in the 10th for meeting up for pre- pre-Christmas beers because obviously no football on at the minute. There's the World Cup. And we hadn't really factored in how the tournament was going to unfold. And when we kind of went to revisit it in our little WhatsApp group a couple of days ago, we went, oh yeah, it's England on Saturday night, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> what are we going to do about that? That should be fun. So you've got the run-up to two weeks two weeks to Christmas, Josh Warrington fight, and World Cup pandemonium. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is where you, in your younger days you'd be like, oh, brilliant. Whereas yeah. now you're like, going to be busy. I want to go sit down somewhere <laughs> so I can hear myself talk. <laughs> But it should be good. I mean, there's going to be a lot of um, like the showing the football in the arena, aren't they? When Josh mm. is well, not when Josh is fighting, but between the fights, they're suspending the card for uh, for the football. What if it goes on to like extra time and penalties? That's that'll be an interesting thing, won't it? If it pushes the fights back later, I don't thought about that. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, boxing's always on at like two in the morning. Admittedly, not in England. It's <laughs> little uh, Crescencio Somerville is doing the ring walk with Josh, so it might be past his bedtime if it keeps going a bit too late. Absolutely true. How do you think all this is going to go? Uh... England will probably lose to France. <laughs> it does not, not to say we can't beat them, though. I really think we can. I don't think it's a particular. I, I think it's not far off a coin toss. Yeah. In I, terms of difference between these sides. If you took Mbappe out, which admittedly is quite a large factor, I think we've probably got a better team. Could we injure him? Yes. Is that an option? <laughs> yeah. You're looking at the uh, the routes into the semi finals as well. The half of the draw that we're in, England, is uh, Morocco, Spain, Portugal, Switzerland, if we get past France. So. I mean, some some beatable sides in there. Some of the big ties as well. Like you said, the opportunity to make Ronaldo cry. Mm. And you've got payback for, was it 2004 when we lost to Portugal in the Euros? Mm. And 2006. Didn't we go yeah. in 2006 as well? Yeah, possibly. Two in a row is both on penalties, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, because that was the one where Ronaldo did the wink. Ah, 2006. Yes. yes. Was that when Ro- Rooney got sent off? Was it? Yeah. Oh, Pickford would definitely wink at him, wouldn't he? <laughs> Come on, that's what we want. <laughs> I quite enjoyed Pickford's presence on the pitch because... I love him when you see him telling people to calm down when he's the, he's the most <laughs> frantic man in the stadium. Yeah. Yeah, your energy is doing this. Everyone will be like, we are, we're fine, Jordan. You're the other one fucking ranting and raving. <laughs> uh, back to the lead stuff then. Um, just to pick up on the the illnesses. Yeah, Melier and Klaassen are both ill and haven't gone to Spain for the uh, the warm weather training. Hmm. Interesting. Some sort of goalkeeper's lurgy. Yeah. Is, is Rob Les out Rob Les has obviously not been involved in whatever they have. Um, <laughs> what have those two been up to? <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. But yeah, hope, hope the antibiotics are working. Rob Les is, uh, yeah, I guess he'll be. He's our only goalkeeper then, presumably. I know. Um, I know. 
it was Van der Hervel in that, wasn't it, the other day for the absolute spank in the it was, under 21s. It was his first game back since breaking his neck, bless him. And he was made to play in a team of children against essentially Valencia's first team. <laughs> is, which, is there any merit in arranging fixtures like that? I don't know if Leeds were entirely sure which team they were going to be playing. Mm. It, there was a bit of confusion when it was announced of are they playing Valencia's B team or is this the first team? And then they turned up and it was Gennaro Gattuso on Valencia's bench, who is their manager, and pretty much a first team lineup. And yeah, they were, I think the Valencia striker had scored a hat trick within half an hour. And it wasn't even Leeds' proper under 21 team either. A long way from it. it yeah. Was, it was our, it was an under 18s team, really, with some of the more peripheral under 21s figures mm. in there. So like Max Dean, but Max Dean isn't a starting player anymore yeah. for, the, for the under 21s. Is it not quite important to check these details? <laughs> if you don't know who you're going to be playing, it's a bit FC Gardenia, whatever they were called. You know? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's maybe a bit harsh on our under 21s, but... Um, no, but I mean like the, the disparity between the sides. You've got Valencia's near first team playing a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. There was... Um, do, you, do you learn anything from that? That's what I want. I want to kind of... I want to know. Don't play in La Liga. I guess they're not ready for La Liga. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Valencia's left back on the day was Jesus Vasquez, I think he's called, who Leeds have been Can we sign him? Linked. Well, Leeds have been linked with him for a few months now, on, admittedly on a lot of kind of clickbaity websites. Has he had any personal problems, injuries that he needs to come back from? I'm spectacular sure. losses of form that Victor will go, that's the one. That's the guy. Uh, but I think he set up three of Valencia's goals. So I have to say, yes, we should sign him. Good. Uh, yeah, 8 0. Poor kids. <laughs> it's, I mean, we've thrown this lot to the wolves before in the. Um... In the Papa John's, haven't we? We, we? we chucked to some like 15, 16 year olds in it. I'm sure in that last year and took a couple of hammerings. Um, we just we do not have the squad in a sort of very general sense to to deal with stuff like this, do we? Like, we've got we've got some good in twenty ones, but they weren't playing. Like there's no. That's what I mean because they're training with the first team. Yeah, and exactly. So, so immersed with the first team that we're having to backfill the kids with younger kids, like we were saying before, that like when Bielsa was here. I mean, I don't doubt the the first. Full strength under twenty ones would have still lost, but it might have been more like you know, six nil, three nil, four one, something like that. It would have been more. It'd have been at least a semi competitive game. Whereas yeah, eight nil is not. It's not really a lot of use, is it? You just essentially chasing the ball around. Having played in some eight nil defeats, <laughs> <laughs> I know you're more or less just watching other people play football. Congrats to the women, by the way, for their victory in the plate. We we always get confused between the trophy and the plate because you you get knocked out of one and go into the other a little bit like the UEFA. You leave the Champions League and go into the what's the next one? Europa? Europa League. And then there's the Europa Conference underneath that. Yeah. yeah. So you cascade down the different tournaments. But they beat West Brom who are in the division above. Macy Ellis scoring twice. It's the uh they've played two teams from the division above this season and they've beat them both times. And then next Saturday or next weekend anyway, they play Stoke, who are in the same division as West Brom, and it was Brighouse Town, the other one. Uh yeah, they play Stoke in the FA Cup. Yeah, it's been uh it's funny being so immersed in the World Cup as we are that you forget football is still going on around it sometimes mm. did you see that um, Derby played Sheffield Wednesday was that friendly uh, I think presumably <laughs> some sort of training exercise yeah, in, in what the kids call League One uh, <laughs> over the weekend which is great I'd kind of forgotten that all that was going on it was a thriller though wasn't it uh, I don't know I didn't actually keep tabs on the score it, it finished nil nil. I think I have no idea I was getting alerts on my phone that Jamie Shackleton was playing for Millwall in the championship and yeah that confused me but again yeah. didn't bother keeping up with it <laughs> It is, in every sense, just beneath us now. <laughs> it, right? did, it did indeed finish 0-0 oh, right, okay. with Derby against Sheffield Wednesday. And nobody noticed. <laughs> uh, Jesse, talking about Hackpo, just uh, returning back to the um, to the transfers chat. He was on Men in Blazers, was Jesse, which is the uh, big, big um, American show. Well worth checking out. 
have been nice about us before in the past as well. They're very much latched onto the Yank Badger call that we had back at the start. They told of, Brendan uh, about it, didn't they? Yeah, they seemed did. confused. Sl- slightly nonplussed <laughs> by it. Do you think this the chat about Hakpo or Gakpo is, is particularly helpful? Just let it go. I mean, he was asked about him. Like, I know. But, oh, but I, he did say it was 99.9% done. And you think, well, we didn't have a bid accepted for him. <laughs> and everything Hakpo has said since was that he didn't want the move. And you think, well, that 0.1%. He's quite doing a, a lot of heavy lifting there. <laughs> yeah. Apart, I mean, yeah apart, I, from, apart from the fees and the fact he didn't want to. I mean, as we saw with Dan, Dad James, going back to that particular transfer deadline issue the first time around, I mean, mm. from Swansea, you know, 99.9% done is is not done. Yeah. Is, but, the, is the truth of it. It's a, it's a binary situation, isn't it? Jesse did start that answer by laughing and saying, yeah, he's well out of our price range yeah. now. So I think that should probably stop any uh, spurious transfer rumours. But he was, on, um, he was on that podcast the week before. And he was telling a story about rubbing an elephant's trunk in his trousers. Mm. Uh, Show off. Uh, please, please expand, or is that what happened? At hey? the, at the, uh, he was chatting about being America's assistant manager at the 2010 World Cup. And he basically credited their progression from the group stage on rubbing an elephant's trunk in his pocket, uh, which was... Full-size one? <laughs> no, it was... Uh, apparently they were staying at some nature reserve and... There was a stall selling. Is he a big game hunter? Tourist. <laughs> <laughs> One of those American dentists who pays a million dollars to go kill rhino. There was a stall selling tourist trinkets, he described it as. And the woman handed him a wooden little elephant. And he described it as having his trunk up and not down. That's <laughs> Jesse. Uh, Carved out of ivory, was it? <laughs> yeah. And That's she gave him bastard. it. She gave him it for free. And. He had it in his pocket during all three games and he insisted he's not superstitious, but he said whenever they were losing, he was rubbing it furiously. I think he described it as... Uh, he knows what he's doing there, yeah. doesn't he? <laughs> he said it with a complete straight face. It was whittling it down to a pen knife or, so, or something. I can't quite remember. But yeah, he says there's um, there's a photo of him celebrating the goal that put them through to the knockout round. And he says he's just got one arm in the air because he's got the other hand in the pocket. Stroking his elephant's <laughs> trunk. Yes. Yeah. Oh, That's the name for the show anyway, isn't it? There you go. Elephant's trunk. Happy birthday to Ken Bates as well. He turned... Sorry? You, you sniggered then, Michael. Well, happy birthday, yeah. yeah. He turned 91 on Sunday. Good for him. The 4th of December. How do you reckon he celebrated? Um, By being a horrible old bastard? Probably shooting an elephant. <laughs> sort of, sort of, I can imagine him doing. How, how would you reckon that conversation a, would have gone? For if, a laugh. <laughs> demanded one be flown into Monaco so he could shoot it. Drive on adjacent to the balcony on a scissor lift so he can... <laughs> Fire a shotgun at it. <laughs> what an horrible old bastard. <laughs> Can you talk us? Just do the voice. Me birthday. Do that now. It's my birthday. You know what that means? I'm the trunk. Can you do 50 cent, you know, in the club? No, no, no. <laughs> where he goes go short each your birthday could you do that in the voice of Ken Bates for me uh, no what if I get you the lyrics and send them to you uh, maybe next time <laughs> it's not his birthday next week is it <laughs> can save that for when he dies maybe should we do that yeah that'd be nice yeah been waiting for as that tri- for a while <laughs> as a tribute yes I thought the only way he'd leave Leeds was when he died imagine if he could still be in charge imagine that still 15th in the championship with Bates having well I mean he's already sold everything by the time he left hadn't he? he'd sold catering rights and kit rights and stuff like that so God knows what we'd be onto by now but I'm, I'm glad he's no longer involved yes let's, <laughs> let's be clear 
Is it worth revealing that we set up two companies <laughs> on his birthday just for shits and giggles? Yeah, we didn't know what we do. We've got Visit Beeston. Yes, yeah, so we've got Visit Beeston Limited and Village Antis. Which is when, which was a, a mispronunciation of the word vigilantes that he once did. Yeah, on, on his radio broadcast. <laughs> on his radio show. So we started two limited companies, which I think are dormant now, mm. but we, we registered them on his birthday. I think we planned to maybe do something mischievous with them at some point. Never yeah. did. <laughs> a good peter out, that one, though. It was, well, you know, mm. one of those things we can sit on, maybe, and uh, do something in the future. But there you go. That's the story of our limited companies. And that's the World Cup diary, I think, for today. Anything else to add before we, uh, we head off into the sunset? Yeah. Buy a calendar. Oh, yeah. You're on the video. Not, this calendar. No, and that's not because we're profit hungry idiots, because all the profit is going for charity, this. It is going charity. If you don't buy one, you basically hate charity. Yeah. And it is it's more an ornament than a practical calendar, we should say. Yeah, you're not writing on like parents' evening or anything. No. But um it's beautiful to look at. A nice thing to have in your kitchen or your office or your whatever, wherever you want to put it, your workplace. And speaking of being profit hungry idiots, buy our new magazine as well. Oh, the, the World Cup special. Well, let me get. Let me do the nice thing first, then we'll do oh, the, right, the okay. awful selling afterwards. I was just going to say all the profits from the calendar cover our costs. The rest of it's going to the Leeds Cancer Centre as well, um, which is a great cause. So have a look on the website. Have we got anything else on there, Rob? That's worth picking up at the minute. Yes, we. It turns out that we've got a new magazine out. It's a World Cup special, bigger than a usual magazine. It's got a spine. It's beautiful. It's got lots of stories about Leeds players at the World Cup. It's got an interview with Josh Warrington, and it's great. And you should buy it, and we will get money from that. <laughs> thank we will, you, which thank we you will not share. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for your honesty, gentlemen. Uh, we'll return. Well, when should we come back? Should we come back on Thursday ahead of the knockouts when all the uh, ahead of the quarterfinals? Sorry, when all the uh, round of sixteen ties are done. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. We might sign a striker and a left back by then as well. Good. So that'll be worth listening to. <laughs> it will be, and you can watch it as well. Have a look on YouTube for them as well. We will uh, speak to you in a bit. Bye bye. The Square Ball Podcast. 